Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Thursday morning. Hope everybody has had a wonderful night's rest and you're ready to get this day uh, jumping and a starting and a hopping. And uh, hope everybody does have a blessed and wonderful day today and you're careful going out and about. Let's see what we got watching this morning. We got Kara Smith, Tracy Little, Rusty Paws, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Amy Oaks Turner. We got Angel Dixon, uh, Jennifer Honeycutt, who buys purses for her dog, uh, Terry Hutchison, and uh, Michelle says, Miss Mousy says, thank you for all your prayers for my son Chad. Took him home from hospital yesterday. His lungs are not full of fluid now so he is breathing better well good glad thank you for that update miss mousy and that uh, he's doing better uh, good morning brandy boyd young glad you could join us this morning as well so all right then uh, let's go ahead at this time and hello donna taylor good morning okay let's go ahead and do our morning pledge of allegiance if we may let's see here get this pulled up here hold on one second I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, I praise the Lord for that uh, wonderful ability to be able to have the freedom to say those very pledges. Hello, Darlene Barker. And uh, I do praise God for this wonderful country. And uh, hello, Kelly Jeanette Swift. And uh, of course, now it comes to Mad Matt's news and comment. I guess the big newsworthy um, topic that's uh, being discussed in a major way is uh, Biden's uh, uh, billion dollar relief uh, for student loan debt. And uh, a lot of people are very outraged over that, and understandably so. Could add $2,000 per person uh, in taxes to pay for somebody else's debt. That would make uh, make you pretty angry when you uh, uh, have to do something like that. I, uh, uh, My personal opinion on it, uh, no, you shouldn't have to pay for somebody else's debt. There's a responsibility. They should have to take care of it. Uh, I think the, the universities should be have some sort of accountability. And the reason why I say that, now I have, uh, you know, not to, to brag or to talked highly of myself and no stretch of imagination I do have four earned degrees including an earned doctorate I've done my time I have my education you know, I have a bachelor's two masters and a doctorate and I so I have a pretty high student loan debt and a lot of which I did squander and because uh, I when I went to ETSU I, admittedly I just goofed around and didn't really study like I was supposed to and partied and womanized and you know so that's all me but um, at the same time these universities keep spiking the tuition each and every year it keeps going up 
they're too quick to hand out these loans. They need to have some sort of training class or something for these kids to really understand. When these 18-year-olds will sign this stuff, they're not really thinking about it. They're thinking, oh, here's free money. I mean, really. I mean, because you have, sometimes you may have several thousand dollars left over after tuition is paid. And, you know, you the responsible thing is is to pay that back into what you borrowed, but nine times out of ten, they don't go out and blow it. They need to have some sort of training class. They listen, now here's how this is going to work. You need to have full understanding of these student loan debts. But no, these universities, they want that money. That's all they care about. And not to mention, when you go to college, particularly when you're 18 year old they're handing out credit card applications like candy you know so that's so even though that, that racks up the debt too because these kids are they, they've never been fiscally responsible uh, uh for their lives you know the parents always take care of them and now all of a sudden all this is thrust upon them and then when they graduate all of a sudden here's a massive loan debt or they can oh no what am i going to do you know i hope you understand what i'm saying i'm not saying that uh what biden did was right by no stretch of imagination it was wrong and people shouldn't have to bear that responsibility but i think universities should be brought in and have some kind of accountability on how that they are are pushing uh these loans and not uh, teaching and instructing these kids on the on the fact that they are going to have to repay this and how this works the the interest rates all that stuff how that's going to factor in and if it's not something they depending on their major if they can't afford it maybe their best route is to go to a trade school a technical school uh you know some kind of certification may be a better option until they get to the point where they can afford to pay it back so that's that's my two cents how i look at it you can agree disagree what have you but i just feel like the, these universities uh, take advantage of these kids and then they're stuck with uh this loan debt but but what biden done uh, is is wrong uh, completely wrong but uh and i'll be honest with you i'm, I'm really struggling with um all the billions he's sending to ukraine i you know I, i'm really having a hard time with it and i understand they may be struggling but at the same time if it's that dangerous how in the world is, is uh, the ukrainian president's wife on the cover of vogue uh you've got uh, uh movie stars having their pictures made uh, with over there in ukraine i Something just isn't jiving with me. I don't know. It just and there's a lot of shady stuff though between the Bidens and Ukraine and Russia. I I'm having I'm struggling with that as well. But uh, another thing that was going on is um, uh, down in uh, Florida, DeSantis. Uh, the, Eric Swalwell was uh, putting out a tweet saying because uh, there should be a separate. He said it's in the Bill of Rights to separate uh, church and state. It's not in the Bill of Rights, you know. And I get sick of hearing that too. Uh, separation of church and state. If there's anything remotely Christian uh, associated with any uh, agenda being put out there, and it just it just makes me angry because separation of church and state is not how they how these liberals intended separation of church and state is to not for the government not to interfere or impede our free right to worship and so through them not to interfere and so you know it's just the whole thing is just baloney and bogus but anyway i digress i'm sure you all are now so excited to hear my uh, rants and uh, talking points in regards to politics and news each and every day so um, now that you have heard you, uh, I'm sure, are um, uh, just better now. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and look at our... Now, um, um, the, the verse that I have up is in with... Uh, I'm going to read uh, John chapter 9, verses 35 through 41. But I, I just have one verse up here for you to look at as I'm reading. So keep that in mind. In John chapter 9, starting verse 35... 
Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not you would have no guilt, but now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Alright. Now I um you know we look at this passage here this morning. What you know we what we're looking at here is spiritual blindness is what we have what we're looking at. And uh and really there's there there are two camps, if you will, in regards to uh, how Jesus, you know, and, and how it divides people to a certain extent. Uh, those who believe in him for salvation receive eternal life. Those who reject him are hard in unbelief and face eventual eternal punishment. And uh, that's that's all there is. You know, you either accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, or you don't. And, you know, you accept the consequences. Uh, you know, if people are, uh, are outraged over student loan debt. They should be outraged at the fact that uh, if they don't change their ways, they're going to spend in, in, in eternity in hell. And, you know, when you look at uh, how people are hardened and how the God of this world has blinded them, you know, what is the same thing that we see here with these Pharisees is that they were trusting in their own abilities, their, their own goodness. Uh, they refused to admit their sinfulness. You know, we see the blind man. You know, he knew he was blind from birth. You know, he admits it. He knows it. I mean, you know, he, he, there's, there's no argument there. But when Jesus told him to go to the pool and bathe, he did it uh, and, and without hesitation. And he was healed. And, uh, of course, you know, the Pharisees, they, they kicked the blind man out of the temple because they uh, felt like it was uh, hurting their uh, their, how people perceived them or looked at them or what have you. Uh, they were looking their nose down uh, at this man. But he knew he was blind. But see, that's the problem with the Pharisees and so many people like them today. They are blind but refuse to admit it, refuse to uh, point out the fact that they are in need of a Savior, refuse to see. See, you know, when the sun shines, it casts a shadow. And the sun, the S-O-N, when, when he shines, Jesus Christ shines, there's that shadow of judgment that is cast. And for those who are in the world who think they're so smart, they're so superior, uh, they don't they re realize in their blindness uh, that uh, they're going to spend an eternity in hell if they don't turn. You know, just like Eric Swalwell um, saying, well, the you know, uh, separation of church and states and the rights. Well, it shows proof his ignorance right there. Uh, that he don't even know what he's even talking about, but he thinks he's so superior or smart in regards to how what DeSantis is doing and trying to protect our children from these idiots out there, these perverts trying to groom our children. Uh, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, I get so sick and tired of it. Every time I turn around, there's parents. I mean, what kind of sick parent takes their kids? To a drag show, you know, I see these these images of, uh, of, of libraries or what or different places and and um, these these low life, evil, demonic individuals parading around in front of these children dressed in drag. And I'm thinking, and parents sitting right there, I'm thinking, how sick 
I mean, what individual do you have to be to take your kids and expose them to that kind of just debauchery and garbage? But it goes back to how the hearts have been hardened, the, the darkness, the blindness that the world is in. They cannot see the good things of Jesus Christ. You know, that's why it is important as Christians to, uh, you know, to understand the Great Commission, to get out there and tell others about Jesus Christ. And it's tough. It is difficult. You have so many pseudo-intellectuals out there because they have Google at the palm of their hand. So therefore, they think they are super smart and know it all. They smugly want to um, put you down as a Christian in regards to, even to uh, evolution. You know, it amazes me how so many people that I have encountered think that evolution is fact. They laugh that you believe in a young earth. Uh, and to be honest with you, there are those who are Christians who believe in theistic evolution. They, they don't believe in a literal six-day, 24-hour creation. They think that God just set things in place and over thousands of years things evolved. That's erroneous as well. That takes away, if you have a problem with the very first book of the Bible, you would have a problem with the whole rest of the Bible. You know, I, I don't get that. So you don't believe in the full power of God that he spoke things into creation? We see from the uh, grammatical Hebrew, uh, the, the uh, Yoda, that we understand that that represents a 24-hour day. I mean, there's no argument in regards to that. But to believe such an erroneous thing is unbelievable. Evolution has never been proven. It's always been theory. And, and, but there is the macro and there's the micro and the macro level um, no, you don't see a dog has always been a dog, a bird has always been a bird. There's no, uh, that doesn't happen on a micro level, uh, such as um, maybe perhaps the, uh, uh, the birds of the Galapagos Island, their beaks may have changed uh, over the course of many, many years in regards to how they survive, but it didn't change the fact that it was still a, a daggone bird, you understand? And, uh, of course, people want to discount the law of thermodynamics as things wind down instead of winding up. You know, it's, to me, it takes far greater faith to think that we come out of a primordial ooze, uh, that uh, the cells just randomly come together, that formed uh, a fish, and that fish randomly grew legs, and then it randomly become a lizard, that literally, that randomly uh, become a, a, a monkey, and then that monkey shaved off all of his hair and become a truck driver, you know. <laughs> So, you know, come on, people. I mean, it's just insanity. But the God's world has blinded people. And so when you try to talk to them, explain them the things of Jesus, they have become so jaded. And here's the thing. Not only have their, their blindness keeps them from seeing the light, and they, they think their own intellectual prowess uh, puts them above you, like you're some ignorant idiot because you dare to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of times they've had a, a jaded uh, experience in regards to church. I just like I told y'all before, was a guy that I met one time that was really kind of nasty to me, and I didn't understand what was going on, kind of find out his wife had ran off with a pastor of a church they were attending. No wonder. I wouldn't want much to do with a pastor after that either. You know, you have those kind of experiences. Some people just get turned off about God in general. They've been church hurt, and, uh, and been, you know, uh, maybe treated poorly at a church they were attending. And, you know, so you kind of see some of the reasons why they want to reject, but they need to understand it's the God of this world who has jaded their hearts that is trying to keep them from coming to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. So therefore, they quit. They don't admit that they are sinful. Too many people think, well, I attend church. Too many people think, well, you know, I do good things. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, and they're basing their eternal existence on the fact that uh, on their own 
actions. And until you make that commitment to Jesus Christ, confess your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will spend an eternity in hell. Until you do accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you will spend an eternity in heaven. But if you don't accept Jesus Christ, then you know you're going to you have to accept the consequences of judgment that's going to come down before you. Don't think that your goodness is going to help you in any way, shape, or fashion. Just because you come to church doesn't make you a Christian. And I think there's a lot of people out there, that's why I've said this before, according to Barna Group, all right, they, they, they do all these statistics and analysis, that three-fourths of a congregation is not saved. Now, that's a pretty high number that people who attend think they are saved. It don't matter. Just because my daddy's a pastor didn't make me saved. I had to have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I had to pay, pray the sinner's prayer, and I had to accept Jesus Christ into my heart. So if you're banking on the fact that your daddy, granddaddy, great-granddaddy was saved, well, my great-granddaddy built this church. Whoop-dee-doo. Well, that don't matter nothing until you confess your sins and accept Jesus into your heart. That don't that doesn't matter a hill of beans. But that's all we have to pray for the lost. We need to pray for this country in a major way. And uh, unless something dramatically changes, I tell you, I'll weep for our future. I'll worry about my children's future and what they're going to face and what they're going to have to deal with. You know, I don't know how much longer I have on this earth. But uh, uh, and I pray that uh, the Lord will grant my children, you know, long, healthy lives or until he returns. And uh, he'll take me long before he ever takes any of my children. But uh, uh, so I, I worry about what they're going to deal with. But, you know, it's going to take strong men and women of faith to stand up for what is right. And it's only going to get harder because you see how the perverseness of this world is glorified and pushed. And Christianity has looked like a bunch of bigoted idiots. And so it causes why they are blinded. They are spiritually blinded. And if you're out there as a Christian and you're just trying to sugarcoat everything, you're just trying to appease man, and you're just trying to get affirmation from the world, you're going in the wrong direction. I ain't saying being rude to anybody. I ain't saying being nasty to anybody. But God called us to be men and women of God. It is hard. It is difficult to be the man and woman we are called to be to serve an almighty God. It is very difficult. The, the, the devil makes it too easy to be a, do what the world says to do. It makes it too easy to sin. It makes it too easy to, to fall into those traps and things that we know we should avoid. He makes, that's, that's why it's narrow as the way and broad as the path. That's why we have to fight. We have to be aware and we have to stand up. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, we are um, facing more and more persecution as Christians and they want to shut us down. They want to make us be quiet. They want to treat us like we're idiots. And that's why we have to study to show ourselves approved. That's why we have to be instant in season, out of season, to reprove, to rebuke, to be in the word, to be in prayer. We have to be ready for the battle at hand each and every day. And we have to stand for what is right. And, you know, just like uh, yesterday, they were showing uh, how they were uh, doing the, the, the regards to abortion, the trigger law. They were trying to shut down these abortion clinics here in the area. Uh, they said that, uh, they were no longer, it would be illegal for them to have abortions. They offer uh, other health uh, needs to women in the area. But uh, it is, uh, but the clip I saw showed uh, these uh, uh, butchy women in their uh, uh, neon vest that had pro-choice on it 
and uh, uh, said uh, uh, patient escort, as if us uh, pro-lifers are so violent and uh, trying to hurt people. You know, we're just trying to explain to these women not to fall for the lie that the world has presented to them and to understand that there are choices and that that child inside of her is viable, that is life, that is a human being, and to spare that child. If they don't want it, there's plenty of other people in this world who would love to adopt a baby right now. So, you know, it just shows the vileness and evil of our world's existence. That they, when they're willing to kill a baby without uh, a second thought and encourage it as well. To encourage our children to adopt alternative lifestyle choices. To try to claim a three-year-old knows what gender they are. I mean, it's just absolutely. I think we make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a church. I look like a picnic. I really do. I, I just see it as how vile and evil and disgusting this world has become. And I pray Jesus raptures us out of here quickly. But until then, we're going to have to deal with the spiritually blind. And that's why we're going to have to stand our ground. And we're going to have to speak the truth. Sugarcoating it and, 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 and uh, with the saccharine, saccharine type of attitudes and platitudes in regards to people's eternity. You, you need to get past that. We need to speak the truth in love. But you need to understand the reality of the sons. Uh, casting that shadow of judgment on those who are in an unbelieving world. And if they don't turn, not to sound cliche or, 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 or trying to be humorous in any way, if you don't turn, you're going to burn. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And, it. and hell is not to be made light of. And it is going to be a horrible, terrifying existence. So if you haven't made that commitment to Christ today, I urge you to do that. If you are a Christian, then I, I give you encouragement to understand that you are a child of God. You're a soldier in God's army. Be of good cheer. Stand for what is right. Understand that God gives you the power and the knowledge and the ability to carry out his good work when you need it. If anything before that is wasted. So trust in the Lord today. Know that he will guide your every step and trust him to do that. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your good word, your grace, your mercy. Lord, help us every day to be a light in this world of darkness, to serve you well, to glorify you in thought, word, and deed, to be able to try to witness and minister to the spiritually blind. Lord, uh, touch their hearts like a, a sharp sword uh, to pierce it, to bring them under conviction, to understand that they are in need of a Savior. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, be with all those who are watching and listening today. Be with those who are going out and coming in. Keep them safe and well. Be with our children, Lord. So many of our kids are now in college that you will protect their young minds from the liberal ideologies that uh, seek to infiltrate and destroy their thinking. Lord, uh, let your grace abound. Put your protection about them. Be with all of our kids and put a holy hedge, about, a hedge of protection about them. And Lord, this happens to glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do appreciate you all for tuning in and watching this morning, and I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.